0: Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6:30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up two and a quarter at 581 and a quarter. January soybeans up six and a half at 1255. December Chicago wheat up seven and a half cents at 804 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat is up six at 812 and a half. December spring wheat is up eight and a quarter at 1083 and three quarters. Uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, leave me some comments this morning. Uh, give me some sort of. Hard harvest update are you done are you half done has it been too wet Uh, have your conditions been good Uh, I could use some more comments on these YouTube videos and all as always guys if you like the content uh, subscribe to the channel like the videos if you need some additional assistance from me, guys go to my website it is www.standardgrain.com go to that website click on grain marketing plan in the upper right hand corner for $49.99 a month I've got a subscription service you can sign up for includes a ton of information from me uh, subscriber only videos my newsletter um, um, this is a monthly deal. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. We have a USDA report next week. And I think that traders are going with the idea that USDA is going to raise its corn yield estimate uh, for the U.S. crop this year and also uh, for the soybean crop. We saw. Uh, Some private estimates out yesterday, Stonex, that's FC Stone, they pegged the U.S. corn yield at 177.7. That's up from their previous estimate of 176.6. USDA was 176.5 last month. So Stonex, uh, according to their numbers... They believe that the yield number may come up by a bushel or more, uh, which is is certainly significant. Same deal with the beans. They estimated the U.S. soybean yield at 51.9 bushels per acre. Their previous estimate was 51.3. USDA's most recent estimate was 51.5. So you can expect perhaps a bump of about a bushel per acre in corn, maybe half a bushel in soybeans, give or take. Um, that, I, I think, is indicative of what the trade is thinking. Now, we're going to see some more private estimates ahead of that report next week. That report again is one week from today, Tuesday the to, uh, November 9th. It'll be out at 11 a.m. Central Time. I will talk a lot more about that as it approaches. Uh, soybean shipments normalizing a little bit, which is a positive. USDA reported that <clears throat> 2.27 million metric tons of soybeans were inspected for export last week uh, versus 2.56 the week prior. So off a little bit on the week, uh, 2.39 the same week last year. So not a bad week. Total accumulated inspections for the marketing year are down 37% versus the same week last year, same time period last year. Uh, The gap versus last year is narrowing just slightly. I think last year we were like 45% behind uh, the prior year pace. Now we're 37% behind. A lot of this has to do with the issues at the Gulf. We essentially pushed our export program back a month because of the hurricane uh, in late August early September, we had power outages, all sorts of problems. And um, I don't know if we can ever catch up fully. We're maybe moving in the right direction slightly when it comes to beans, but it's going to be difficult to catch up. And as I've discussed on here at, at length, I think that USDA is going to have to reduce its export projection for soybeans. Corn inspections were okay. Wheat inspections were soft. 619 thousand for corn uh, that was down from 740. Uh, Total accumulated corn inspections for the marketing year are down 21% versus the same period last year. Same deal there. uh, That closure at the Gulf was a big deal that impacted shipments. Wheat inspections were terrible at 115,000 down from 313 the week prior. Wheat inspections for the marketing year uh, accumulated are down 15% versus the same period last year. Brazil's soybean crop is more than half-planted private group Ag Rural estimates that the crop Excuse me. was 52% planted through October 28th. That is the second fastest seasonal pace on record according to that group. Uh, They increased 14% on the week. Uh, They're way above the 42% from the same week last year. Uh, They're also ahead of schedule in regard to corn planting. The group did note that uh, there may be some replanting as a result of excessive rains but that overall the situation is good. So yeah, if you get a situation where it, it turns very wet, which it did, there may be some replants but overall they're in good shape. U.S. corn crop is 74 percent harvested versus 66 last week and 66 on average you had some slow progress in some of these areas that caught a lot of rain illinois only improved by three percent on the week in terms of corn harvest indiana improved by only five percent we know that some of those areas of uh, illinois indiana parts of iowa saw a lot of rain here over the last couple of weeks that stalled harvest so not a great week, but still ahead <clears throat> ahead of the uh, uh, long-term average. Mm-hmm. U.S. soybean crop is 79% harvested versus 73 last week and 81 on average. Uh, same deal here. You saw some of these areas of the central Corn Belt uh, move kind of slowly. Illinois, 7% improvement on the week. Indiana harvested 4% of the crop on the week. Iowa, 5%. Um, when you look at weather over the next seven days, I think, based on the forecasts, that harvest is going to wrap up pretty quickly here. We had all this rain, but now it's going to shift. This is the next seven days. You've got no rain anywhere in the Corn Belt over the next seven days. and um, You're going to see drying, and you've already started to see some drying in some areas. Uh, You go out to the 6 to 10, same deal. Uh, Temperatures are going to run Well above normal when you get out into the like five to six day period. I mean, we're going to be 10 degrees above normal in a lot of instances in some areas of the Corn Belt. So my guess would be that uh, harvest wraps up pretty quickly, uh, despite the fact that we did have those rains. U.S. winter wheat crop, 87% planted versus 80% last week and 86 on average. Uh, as with corn and soybeans, SRW uh, planting in the Midwest was kind of slow. Illinois and Indiana had a slow week. Uh, your HRW crop in the Southern Plains, they're they are wrapping up down there, so things moving mm-hmm. along. There is some talk of an earlier rate hike from the Fed that has emerged, and this is uh, something that I don't think we talk enough about in, in ag Um In this environment, you know, interest rates have been essentially at zero when it comes to the Fed fund rate for a long time now. And if the rates rise in any material fashion, it could have a big impact on every asset on the planet when the cost of money increases um, the, the value of assets. Uh, a lot of assets may be overvalued if that's the case. So Goldman Sachs was out yesterday, and they now believe that the first post-COVID rate hike from the Fed will happen in July 22, July of 2022. Uh, they were expecting something like a year uh, later, like sometime in 2023. They said the main reason for the change in our liftoff call is that we now expect core PCE inflation to remain above 3% and core CPI inflation above 4% when the taper concludes. So, So, So the Fed's going to announce tapering uh, following this two-day meeting this week. And then Goldman thinks they're going to hike rates in July of next year. A lot of people think it's going to be later than that. Guys, we're not going back to the early 1980s anytime soon. Uh, what I've got on my screen here is, is what they call the dot plot. This is from the CME website. And it's essentially an indication of what the Fed officials are telling us when it comes to rate hikes. So right now, we're essentially at zero or a quarter point. Uh, most Fed officials believe that we'll be no higher than um, a half a point or. Uh, somewhere in that neighborhood by 2022. By 2023, even, most Fed officials believe we're still going to be below one and three quarters. And the longer run, which is 2024 and beyond, they're still talking a peak uh, Fed fund rate of like 3% or less. And when you look at that in the grand scheme of things, I mean, 3% or less, you're still extremely low. You're much lower than you were in like that 2004 through 2007 period, certainly well below anything uh, that you would have seen in the 90s. And then you go back to the 70s and 80s when you had Fed funds rates in, in the teens. Um, I mean, going from zero to, to one or 2% is certainly something uh to be aware of and and maybe it's a cause for some concern but i don't believe that we're going back to any like super high you know 1980 style uh rate environment anytime soon Cattle market had kind of a crazy day yesterday. We had almost like, I guess you'd call it a flash crash in the feeder cattle market late in the day. We dropped, uh, we were $5 lower at one point, we came back, finished like two bucks off of that. So it's kind of an odd trade into some fresh lows in some of those contracts. We'll see if we can recover today, but not a good looking action. Uh, in the outside markets, the US dollar is marginally higher. The S&P's up two, the Dow's up 30. The stock market continues to float around all-time highs. Bonds are up a little bit. Precious metals down a little bit. Crude oil is down 67 cents at eighty three thirty in the December WTI. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.